Imagine being put in a situation where you thought you were genuinely going to die. Now that can understandably lead to severe trauma, however, that wasn't the case for Khalid al-Mahruqi. I'm your host, Abdullah al-Ma'wali, and welcome to another episode of True Story Tent. Um, so, um, I don't know where to start. So it started... Um, so we entered and... This is the worst and the dumbest thing I've ever decided to do. I don't know, I mean... And that was kind of like the hammer on the nail. I feel it, I feel it. <laughs> Hello. Khalid is a Taekwondo instructor and is a recurring storyteller at our story nights in Muscat. In this episode, he shares a harrowing story of a near-death experience that he considered to be a major turning point in his life. Here is Khalid, live on our stage. You know, every person in life has a turning point. So I guess I had it twice in my life and I'm really grateful for that thing. Uh, it started first, uh, I was in the neighborhood, and one of my friends that lives near from my place, we used to play football together, he was like every day coming and saying like, I went uh, fishing and I got this kind of fish and I did this and I did that. So every time I'm like, take me with you, you know? You own a boat, so let's go together. Until one day he was like, so are you still interested? I told him, hell yeah, I wanna go. So he said, okay, uh, prepare yourself. On uh, Thursday, on Friday or something, we'll meet up and we'll go together. I was like, okay. So that day came and we all met at his place. He had a couple of friends also came over. So we would go all together for this uh, boat trip. So we went and he parked his boat at PDO. So when we reached over there, the weather that day was really bad. It was like... You know, in Pedio they have this kind of bell, and uh, it rings whenever the humidity is really high. So that day it went crazy. It didn't want to stop. You know, it kept on ringing. So I asked him, "Are you sure it is safe?" He was like, "Yeah, I am the captain, and this is my boat." And his boat was like shit. It was like, <laughs> like this, I think. You know, can barely fit three people, and we were like five. So anyhow, we helped him, and uh, we started sailing. And uh, actually, the, the waves were really bad. So the boat was like, you know, jumping, jumping up and down. And I felt like we were about to, you know, uh, flip and die in, while we are going to Dimaniyat. So on the way going, I started feeling like seasick. You know, I told him, I'm not feeling well. He said, ah, it's okay, no worries. Just take this lemon, slice of lemon or orange, and you would feel good. So as we went, further, it, it started to get worse, you know, until we reached to the spot where we were supposed to go there, dive and fish and stuff. That's when I reached to my peak. I was like feeling like shit, you know, shit doesn't even compare to what I, <laughs> I was feeling, you know. So he threw the anchor and then he said, just try to jump. Maybe you'll feel a little bit better. So I jumped and it got even worse, you know. I felt like I was gonna die over here. So then I jumped back in, and I told them, you guys do your thing, let me rest a little bit, and then I will join you. So they started, they, they geared up, and they started fishing and everything. And I was over there, and uh, I felt like something wants to go out, either from up or down, you know? <laughs> it, was, it was, something was coming, you know? 
So I was like, you know, let me do, let me do two in one. So I jumped in the bee, in the suit. <laughs> so I was like, you know, up and down. I kept on going crazy. And then I went back and it just, I just wanted like five minutes to be like in a level C and do nothing. But it just kept on going up and down. So then a crazy thought came through my head, you know? And uh, I was like, I saw an island a little bit far. I was like, let me swim all the way there and then I will be able to rest. At that point, like, you know, desperation mode, mm. the only reasonable thing that was going in my head is the island that I, that was uh, in the horizon, I was like, it is close and I can do it. Because I was so desperate and I was so sick. I was like, this is the only reasonable thing. I, everything else was like blocked. And this was the only idea I had in my head, is to go to the island and just rest in it. And you didn't feel like, oh, maybe I couldn't do it, or it, it didn't occur to you? I mean, if I wasn't sick and I was thinking clearly, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't like have even tried to do this thing. But, you know, at that, at that uh, circumstance, I was like, no, it is close and I can go. I just believed in myself somehow. So I took the glasses and the snorkel, so and I jumped and I started swimming. I swimmed and I swimmed and I swimmed. So when I reached like halfway to the island, I was like, man, I'm not reaching anywhere. You know, I keep on swimming and I'm not reaching anywhere. So it's better if I go back. So when I looked back, the boat was even further. Because what happened is the anchor uh, got cut and it kept on drifting to the other way. So it was further. So I was like, no, I will continue and it is just a little bit there. So as I was swimming, that's when the, the life-changing experience happened to me because for once in my lifetime, I truly felt like I was going to die. Like for real, you know? I can't go back because it's far. And I can't go to the island because I'm already tired and exhausted and I can't even move my hand or my leg. And the water was coming inside the snorkel. So, and it is, and you know, the glasses covers your eyes and your nose. And the only way you can breathe is through the snorkel. So the water was coming in and I keep on drinking salt water and, uh, you know, choking and stuff. So I felt like this was the end. But then something happened. I had this conversation with myself. I know it sounds stupid, but desperate times call for desperate measures, you know? So I kept on talking to myself. I'm like, I'm too young. I'm not even married. I don't have kids, you know? I did a lot, but who will carry on my legacy? I don't have shit in this life, you know? <laughs> People might think that I am exaggerating or I'm just making things up. But I swear, at that moment, I felt like I was looking at myself in the mirror, as if I was having a conversation with myself. So myself was telling me like, you can't do it, just let go, and life will be easier for you. Rather than going through all of this pain and trying to swim and stuff, just let go. I started having this kind of conversation, even though maybe it's took a couple of seconds, but to me it felt 
it took forever. So I was fighting with him. I was like, no, I will do it. He said, it's far. I said, no, I will try. He said, you already, your muscles are like uh, tense and you can't even uh, move your hands. And then I said, no, I will do it. I can't because still I have things and I have dreams and I have many goals to accomplish. So I kept on going and coming back until eventually I, I, I managed to convince myself that no, I have to go on until the last second of my life. If this was the end, then I would fight until the last second. It sounds like you had a battle between you and yourself more than anything. Exactly. I kept on pushing on myself and every time my body says just let it go you know you cannot because I was really really exhausted I couldn't go but I kept on pushing and pushing myself until I reached like before the island there was a big rock. The first thing that came in my mind is that I need I need to get out of the water you know any place even if it was a small rock i just want to stop moving my hand and my my legs just to let them relax a little bit and just rest for one minute that was the main thing so as i was going close to the big rock you know the wave just pulled me back and then it threw me and it hit me on the big rock so as the water was going back I was holding with my nails and with my finger toes, with everything I got, you know, I was like, <laughs> I'm not letting go, you know. <laughs> Luckily, I was able, I managed to, to climb it and then just to, uh, to lay a little bit on it. I'm sure I fainted, like, for half an hour, good half an hour. I just, on the rock, and it was like, it wasn't even like a flat surface. It was, it had rocks and stuff. I just slept in whatever position I, I was in. So then, after half an hour, I woke up, I was like, let me continue the other, it was just a small distance, maybe from here till the end of the, the hole. So I jumped and I started swimming, but this distance was even, like I felt it was far more than the previous distance that I, that I swam. So I was like trying and trying until I reached to the island, and then there was a big blue board. I think it was, it had the name of the island. So it had a bit of sh shade underneath it. So I went and I laid a little bit. Actually, I even slept another half an hour or stuff. So my friends, they actually, they got panicked because they couldn't see me and they didn't know where I go, where I went, sorry. So they started like looking for me all over the place until by luck they saw like a dead fish, you know, <laughs> on the sand, laying like this, you know. So he came and he was so pissed and he wanted like to yell at me and stuff. But when he saw my face, he was like, are you okay? I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think I'm good, you know. I mean, imagine this kind of circumstance that happened to me. Imagine now going in the real life and dealing with 
job, dealing with, uh, let's say, your boss, dealing with uh, people in, in life. I mean, compared to what I've been through, I feel this is nothing. This experience made my mind a bit stronger and a bit sharper. It changed my perspective into what is a difficult situation to deal with and what is something easy that we are just exaggerating. It's always a battle between you and yourself. It's only the battle between you and yourself and that's the main battle that you need to win every day. After that experience, after a couple of years, I decided to open my own academy, my own school, to teach people Taekwondo and martial arts. And I named it Willpower Academy. And uh, just a couple of weeks back, I celebrated completing one year since I started. And, uh, so thank you all, and I hope you can visit me one day. Thank you. You can find Khalid's Taekwondo Academy on Instagram at will.power.academy. And to stay up to date with upcoming story nights, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at True Story Tent. This episode was produced by me, Abdullah Al Ma'wali, and you can find me also on Instagram at Wandering Brown Guy. And guys, if you like the podcast and you would love to help us out, all you gotta do is tell a friend about us. That's it makes a difference. Thank you all for listening and I'll see you on the next one. Khalid is my brother-in-law actually, he just recently got married to my sister. So perhaps his legacy will continue on. Inshallah.